It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and now also on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, January the 24th, 2021, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are while we keep you informed and, I hope, entertained. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here to make the program run smoothly, as usual. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while, after the break, we'll be joined from Detroit by host of the IGTV show, Positive Place, which I was interviewed on a few weeks ago, motivational speaker and prolific author Henry X to discuss his latest book, The Gumbo, Food for Thought. And then later in the program, the twins, Minerva and Ruben, join us again from Bay of Banderas to discuss another Mexico travel destination. And along the way, I'll continue my discussion about bringing passion into this new normal of 2021 and coping with the stress that many of us are feeling in this new normal. And throughout this evening's program, we'll have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or from my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guest. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, drmarakarpel.com, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with any website links that we discuss on the program. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also hear the show five minutes after it ends by going to Apple Podcasts. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous programs, to find out about my book, read my blogs, all of that, um, you can go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and you can hear all of the previous programs dating back for seven years since we've been on Blog Talk Radio by going to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years, and also Apple Podcasts has all of those podcasts right there. And For information about future events, to find out what's coming up next and any other events um, involved with this show, go to my website, I mean my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief break 
So don't go anywhere because it's going to be a very brief break. And when we come back, I don't want you to miss any of it. We're going to be joined by author Henry X to talk about the gumbo, food for thought. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Detroit, Michigan, we have the host of the IGTV show, Positive Place, motivational speaker and prolific author Henry X to discuss his latest book, The Gumbo, Food for Thought. Welcome, Henry. How are you, Dr. Mara? I'm fine, and happy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> How's your birthday going? It's going great. Couldn't be better. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm so glad that you you made some time on your special day to to talk with me today here on my program. My pleasure. I just want to remind you when we talk like this, there's a slight delay, maybe like a half a second or a second. So that's good to keep in mind. So we, <laughs> it's easy to, for us to get tripped up otherwise. So, so Henry, why don't we start with your background? I'd really love to know just a little bit before we jump into the book, which I'm really enjoying. Um, what led you to this journey of writing? Well, Dr. Mara, it was reading. I was a uh, very, very diligent reader, and I was so I was so infatuated with how these authors were able to captivate my attention for hours on end. It, mm-hmm. it, I wanted to know what it was. I needed. I needed to know how could they do that? What was it that that was making them, you know, it was their words. It was the choice Uh of words that they chose. And um, it started from there. It started as me being a um, very um, diligent reader. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're, you know, in reading your, you know, we met on Medium, right? Because... (laughs) I commented on one of your articles, which I thought was was great, and and I've been reading your book, The Gumbo, and your use of words, you have is so um, captivating. You you really you mastered that. Um, so, what what led you to read this? To led you to write this particular book, The Gumbo? Yeah, it's a funny story. Um. 
I had submitted a, a piece to a publication called The Gumbo, and the piece was rejected. Mm-hmm. And I I felt some kind of way about that. <clears throat> <laughs> and, and I just kept saying, I just kept saying the gumbo, the gumbo. How could the gumbo? And I said, you know what? I know what I can do. I'm going to write a book, call it the gumbo, and put the rejected piece in it. And that's mm. what I did. Ah, I like that. I that. So you took a negative and you turned it into a very big positive. I did. I did. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so so the gumbo appears to be, well, why don't you talk about what it is? What is this book? Okay. So the gumbo is, you know the name. If you know anything about a gumbo, a gumbo is a mixture of all kinds of things to make one one meal. It's a number mm-hmm. of things, different things to make one meal. So that's what the gumbo is. It's a it's a combination of all kinds of things, but what what all of it has in common is that it's meant to make people feel good. It's meant like a call to action. Uh, because the whole the whole purpose of it was for me to awaken or accelerate the greatness within the reader. I want the reader to mm. feel like they need to do something and they can do it. That's what the gumbo is all about. It's a it's a motivational book, and it motivates in multiple ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so much in the book. I mean, and your use of words and the 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 poetic nature of it I just I loved um, but before we talk about I mean I, I have I have um, sticky notes uh, I have like I don't know like 20 little paint tabs sticking out of the book of, <clears throat> like oh I love this oh I love that <laughs> um, but one thing I want to mention at the beginning of the book it appears <clears throat> that you wrote it early in the year, very, very early in 2020. And it seems like you started off the year 2020 very optimistic about the what the year would bring. So how did that turn out? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I really and truly thought that 2020 was just going to be I knew it was going to be a maze, uh it was going to be a special year, right? I didn't know it was going to turn out how it did, right? But I knew it was going to be a diff it was going to be a different year than any year that I had ever experienced, right? Mm. Because I was drawing on the 2020, right? I I play on words. And when uh-huh. I see them, I play on them. So the 2020 was I was going to see much clearer than I ever had in any other year in 2020. And that's what, that's what I thought, right? And that's why the book was written. It took me two months mm-hmm. to write that book. Uh-huh. That's and fast. Yeah, it was fast. It was fast. And um, it was, it was, it's a story behind that, but it took me um, just over two months to write the gumbo, Food for Thought. 
and I thought that everything was just going to be way different than it actually was. And when things start, you know, when when um, the pandemic finally, you know, had everybody on lockdown, uh-huh. I was like, wow, this is what I saw all the time. I'm saying I didn't actually see it, but I'm saying when I was saying it was going to be a year like no other year I ever experienced, that's well, what it was all about. <laughs> Oh, sure did yeah. turn out to be there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and hopefully there are a lot of great lessons that we can get from this very difficult year, right? Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. course. I mean, this was a perfect opportunity for people to do things that they wanted to always do. But they didn't have the time to do it. Mhm. Mhm. So you know, a lot of people I know they started businesses. They wrote books. They did a lot of things, so it wasn't all negative. There right. Was a lot of positive um, brought out of twenty twenty as well. Mhm. So mm-hmm. you know, I, so I'm going to start talking a little bit about some of the things that I highlighted because they like. Like I said, you have a lot of very powerful words, but this this one, very brief, um, was the 131st ingredient, and it struck me because this is, when I write a blog or when I wrote my book, when I wrote every chapter in the book, this is exactly what I had in mind, and you wrote this. Before we begin to think of allowing our pen to start, we should always begin to think to write with a reader's heart. And um, the way that I took that or the way that I approach it with my writing is that everything that I write about, even if it's difficult and, and a struggle, um, that I always have to keep in mind the reader and how they're going to feel and that I have a responsibility to lead them in a, in a positive way out of the struggle. Okay. Okay. So when, so when I, mm -hmm. it seems like that's your, that that's your goal as well. Well, what that means, you know, the, the, this is the beauty about the gumbo, right? Everybody has their own perspective, right? And and that's mm-hmm. what I love. I love other people's perspectives. I I seek them out. So everybody is going to see that same thing differently. No one right. is going to see it the same. They may see it might be some similarities, but no one will ever see it identical. No one. Mm-hmm. So this is what what it, it was written for from my perspective, it's saying that everything that I write, right, is what I love to read. Uh-huh. Okay. So, well, I always look for something to weigh up against what I believe because I'm looking for other clarity. What my understanding is not going to bring about the clarity that I seek. So I have to go out in search of other people's perspectives on the same topic to see 
what they think. If it match up to mine, if it don't, if what they believe it outweighs mine, I weigh it up. And mm-hmm. if their if their perspective outweighs mine, then I'm gonna go with what they believe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's saying always write with a reader's heart, right? It's saying write what you love to read. Yeah. And if okay, go ahead. Excuse me. No, no, I was gonna say no. I I also that also applies when I write. Like I like to write in the style that I love to read. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. if you love what you write, right? If you love what you write, some reader is gonna love it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It may not be every reader, but it's always gonna be one reader. If if nothing more, it's always gonna be one person that love what you write because they're gonna be able to resonate with it. Mhm. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. No, I like that. So you know, you have a lot of a lot of ingredients in this book. But I'm, is it okay if I pick out a few more that really struck me? It is. But let me give you a brief okay. uh, demonstration on those ingredients. Okay. The ingredients are three. It's three hundred and sixty-six of them, to be precise. And that is how many days it was in twenty twenty. Mm. So it it was an ingredient for that book was written for twenty twenty. Everything about it was for twenty twenty. So it's 366 Uh ingredients in the gumbo, which represents a day in the year of 2020, 366 days. So I was supposed to write an ingredient a day for 366 days, but I just couldn't write one ingredient, so I decided to write 10 a day. That's why the Uh acceleration of the book sped up. Because it posed it came out in early 2021. Right. But okay. it didn't. So that's that's the little backstory on that. That's why it's that many ingredients in there, 366, because it was one for each day of the year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at ingredient number 253, and that one is, is necessary for a greater good. And you go on at your your ingredients talking about how and sometimes it's good that we separate ourselves from certain people, especially if we expect if we expect to be greater. So I got your point that, you know, when we're around negative people, it might it brings us down. So sometimes we have to make the sacrifice of separating ourselves. But when I read that first line it made me think of 2020 and now early 2021 and even just the sacrifice of wearing a mask and social distancing that we're, that we're not just doing it for ourselves, but we're doing it for not just our own greater good, but the greater good of our community. Yes. Yes. The sacrifice you know, that you, you have to make. Um, sometimes, you know, when when people show you, you know, I try to be I be I try to be good with everybody. But mm-hmm. 
it's duality in life. That's just how life is. It, it, life even has an opposite side, which is death. So there's always a duality. So you can want to be good with everybody, but everybody's not going to allow you to be good with them because it's just not in their cards for them to be good. Hmm. They were dealt a hand to be the negative people. So um, everybody's not meant to be positive, just like everyone right. isn't meant to be negative. So, but we can't just look at somebody and how they acting and all that and base our decision on, well, I'm not going to mess with them. No, they, it might be us that needed to have them change their way. Mm-hmm. So that's a sacrifice. You know, you're looking at this person like, wow, that person's so negative. But maybe it's you that that person need to come and have them see the light. So mm-hmm. that's a sacrifice right there, right? You have to sacrifice your peace of mind and whatever else that you may, you know, deem as good to go at least try to have this person see a different way of being. Right. Right. Yeah, so that's a sacrifice, yeah. a great sacrifice. <clears throat> yeah, I was just listening today to two um, psychologists who teach meditation, and yeah. they were talking about that very thing, about how everybody's really angry at each other right now, thinking that they're right and the other person's wrong, and that, and what they were saying that we should do felt to me like a sacrifice, and that was to open our heart to the other person to get below the beliefs and get to the heart, which is people who are angry are usually in fear. <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, a lot of times um, people just need to be heard. Mhm. They don't need they don't need to be talked to. They need to just be heard. Because right. a lot of people their voices are being silenced. Their voices are being ignored. And that's a frustrating thing. So when I know this to be a fact because I used to go out and I used to talk with people, right? Mm-hmm. And in the process I'll ask them a question. See, everything I do is strategically done. I do nothing randomly or by chance. Everything is strategically done. It's, it's thought out in advance. So I would ask uh-huh. them a specific question, and this question would open up the floodgates of them just going from answering the question to just giving me all kinds of information I didn't even ask them about. And that, to me, is a sign that this is a person who is not used to having their voice heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And when and when their voice is heard then maybe they're more they're calmer and they're more able to have a a, a you know, a rational discussion rather than fighting, right? Exactly. It's like they're mm-hmm. exhaling. It's like they have mm-hmm. been holding their breath all that time and when they start talking it's like they're exhaling. Mhm. That's how it. That's how it appeared to me, you know. And I used to, I used to love it because I used to just be sitting there watching them, just talking and their hands flaring and all that. I mean, they just, they, it's like, it's like therapy. 
It's like uh-huh. therapy to And yeah, it was a well, beautiful it therapy. It is. It is therapy. Listening to each other. Really listening with our heart. Absolutely. Right. Right. Not I think I think that we very often we human beings have the tendency to not really listen to what another person says, but to be thinking about what we're going to say in response. <laughs> See, we do a lot of, we, we hear, we hear clear. Or, excuse me. Right. We listen, but we don't hear what's being said. Right? Mm-hmm. See, it's a difference from listening and hearing. You know, a person can be talking, of course, you're going, you know, um, when we talking, you know, a conversation, a conversation uh-huh. consists of a person speaking and another person listening and hearing what's being said, and they're analyzing what's being said. So when it's their turn to respond, they'll be relevant to what was said, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they hear. That's what it is. They hear what's being said, but they're not listening. So when it's their time to respond, you can tell they weren't listening by their response. Uh (laughs) If I was talking about apples and you talking about hot dogs, your response, it's (laughs) self-explanatory you weren't listening to what I was saying, right? Right. Or you didn't hear what I said, excuse me. You didn't, you were listening, but you didn't hear what I was saying. So that right there in itself causes a lot of problems because people feel disrespected, you know, when, when they feel they're not being listened to or being heard or whatever, they, they feel Mm -hmm. disrespected. So uh, a potential conversation turns into a debate or an argument. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that, you know, when people are arguing, I see a lot on social media when people are debating all of this, they start out on one topic and the next thing you know, they're, they're somewhere out in left field just debating something completely different because, because the response was completely off center. So maybe the person who originally said something now feels like they have to follow the other person to, you know, it's like, right, wait a second. Right. Not, you're not even talking about the issue that you were debating. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very fussy. That's that's the thing. Um, individuality, right? Um, it's it's a beautiful thing and it's a frustrating thing, right? Because uh-huh. sometimes you be like, how is this person not getting what I'm saying? Right? How are they not getting it? They're not getting it because, for one. They're probably not meant to get it, one. And two, maybe they just don't want to get it. They don't want to get it, right? In those moments, it's they teachable moments, right? It's showing you that everyone isn't meant to get everything. And that's okay. Don't get frustrated Mm -hmm. with it. I mean, you know, try to work with it. And if you can't, you'd be like, well, look, we're going to have to agree to disagree and keep it moving. Right. Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> it is. So I'm going to talk about one more, uh, two more, two more of your ingredients. And this one in particular, I know that you were going off, you know, it. I, you wrote a, a whole paragraph with it. 
and probably meant something different than how I first took it. But I love the way, the poetic nature of it. And so the first line, the first sentence made me have a thought, okay? And that was um, ingredient 269. And you said, we entered the dark room to develop our thoughts. And the negatives were laced with so much positivity. I just love that. I love how you turned it into a dark room, like developing photographs, but this is a dark room to develop your thoughts. And, and you found positivity, and it made me think of meditation. Mm. Right? Because when okay. you go into meditation, you're going into like a dark room, a quiet place in your own mind. Um, and when you're there, you're really slowing down your thoughts and starting to see them more clearly and be, and it brings you to a, a place of more rational, more positive thoughts. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a great way to look at it. That's a, that's an awesome way to look at it. When I was writing that, right. I'm going to tell you a lot of, a lot of my writing is play on words. I love, yeah, I love that. I love, I love that play on words. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, you know, I was basically talking about, you know, how you go into a dark room to develop film for pictures, right? right? Uh-huh. But it's, everything always have a double meaning. Sometimes it's a triple meaning. But, but more, than, more often than not, it's always a double meaning. So it had that meaning as far as, you know, going in there to develop film and all that. But it was talking about a relationship, right? Ah, okay. We're going in this. We're going in this this dark room. Actually, we're going into our darkness, right? Into our dark places. We both have dark places, so we're going in here, and we're trying to develop a means, you know, to get past this darkness to the light. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 what it was. You know, the double meaning. It was. The play on words with the the photos, you know, developing photographs that were taken uh-huh. the camera, and it's also, you know, the man and the woman going in here, you know, discussing their darkness and hoping that they can develop um, a relationship that'll lead them to the light. Hmm. Well, I like that one too. <laughs> I, I like that that meaning also. Um. So there's so much in this book, and obviously we can't talk about all of the ingredients, and, and we're running out of time, so I recommend that people, you know, get a hold of this book, and because and, if you like words, this is the book for you. Um, <laughs> so, but I'd like to talk about what, before we go, um, Tell us about your show, because you, I got to be on your show and um, a few weeks ago, and can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, Positive Place, like you said, is a product of Instagram Live. I'll give you a brief history mm-hmm. on it. It started at the beginning of 2020. Actually, it was January 1st, 2020. I just had a thought of interviewing 
writers that I knew. I didn't I didn't expect to get, you know, I, I thought I was gonna get a few, but I got thirty writers agreed to have me interview them. Then the next month I got thirty writers to come on and recite their pieces. So positive place, what it's all about, it's about creatives coming together, supporting each mm-hmm. other, you know, um, promoting each other. And it's just good vibes. It's good yeah. vibes. And it's it's a community it's community building. I want Very nice. everybody to come up in there. I want everybody to come up in there. I want them to leave out with something. And everybody that does come up in there, so many connections. I mean, so many connections have have came out of positive place from people coming up in there and, and spectators, and they like what they heard and they connected with the uh, interviewee. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Beautiful. So, so how can how can listeners um, tune in to your TV show, your uh, your Instagram TV show? Well, my um, Instagram handle is WrightPath, W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H, 247. I was going to give you my website, <laughs> but it's because <laughs> it, the website is, is the same, but it got the dot .com on the end. But it's WrightPath247. You, um, you follow me, and then I do the live every day, Monday through Friday, um, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and all you have to do is just just follow me, and when you see me up there live, just come in. And if you okay. want to be a, um, a guest, all you have to do is send me a DM, and we'll work out the details. Awesome. Awesome. So now your website is rightpath247.com. Um, and is that how people can get a whole, um, purchase your books and um, find out more about you? It is. It is. Rightpath247.com, um, that is my website there. You can get the gumbo as well as my other two books and merchandise. I have T-shirts. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how you can get in contact with me. And how about your blog? Oh, my blog is the same. It's the same as um, it's connected with my um website. So when you go to the website, Mm -hmm. you can just um, you know, um, the drop down, and the drop down will lead you right to the blog. Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on my program, and um, and for doing what you do, and and let's. Definitely stay in touch. I'd love to have you come back on and talk about more of your writing because you're always writing, and I love your use of words. I thank you for having me. And uh, anytime you want me to come back, I will most definitely do so. And I wanted to say this about, you know, the the usage of words. Mm -hmm. Before my writing journey started, I mean, before I put anything together, I studied the dictionary, words, their mm. meaning. I did that for five years. Wow. So my whole objective was pieces, specifically put pieces together to bring about specific results. 
So everything I write is written with purpose. There Mm -hmm. is nothing randomly written. Everything is written specifically to do something. It's written Mm -hmm. to do something, and that something, for the most part, is to make people feel good about themselves. So that's why my words are the way they are, because I purposely write like that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Henry. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And, and um, again, I'm going to keep reading your work, and I'm going to stay in touch and have you back on. Um, I'm so glad we met on Medium. And uh, have, a, have a very, very happy rest of your birthday. I appreciate you, and I wish you all the best this life has to offer. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpell.com. And um, I want to continue a little bit, um, for well, just for a little while, be, uh, on the discussion of finding passion and joy in the midst of this different new normal that we're in. Um, and a little bit of chaos <laughs> is an understatement. Um, before we bring on the, the interview with the twins in Mexico, and I've been talking just a little bit every week about it, and I and this one sort of dovetails with what with the discussion that I just had with Henry X, um, and I really like what he said about how some people actually were able to turn this time of having to give up regular normal life to really focus on some of the things that they have always wanted to do. So those people are very lucky. And I found that the people doing that are the ones who are really in touch with their creativity. And now they have the opportunity maybe to paint more or to write more music, um, to write more like Henry. Um, So, that's one of the ways for all of us to kind of get through this tough time because creativity is both therapeutic for getting through difficult times that we can express ourselves through our create a creative outlet. And it's also a way of opening us up 
to be to be more open to other things that come into our life where if we're searching for passion. So it, you don't have to be really good at it. Um, to you don't you know if you if this is something you're very talented at that's great but you don't have to be in order to paint or draw or sing or play music or write um, to do it for yourself to open yourself up to your creative outlet and to and in in my path. Um, in trying to find my passion, what I was really passionate about, I started drawing and I started other uh, uh, pursuing other creative outlets that I had never tried before. And this was several years ago. And that sort of opened me up to being more receptive to new things that came into my life that I was willing to follow to see if that was what my passion was. So, Creativity is a really important force in finding our passion, reconnecting to that inner place of joy, even in a difficult time, and for expressing um, how we're feeling so that we can find peace. Um, the other the other thing that I want to mention that I want to talk about just for a little bit is the other another topic that Henry and I, just, and I was saying that I had just listened to a discussion between two psychologists, Dan Gottlieb and Tara Brack. They're both psychologists and they're both very well-known meditation teachers. And they were talking about people, you know, a lot of people feeling very angry right now and, and I, um, not getting along. That's a big part of what the chaos is right now. And one of the things that they were talking about is what Henry was just talking about, really listening to another person with an open heart. So we don't have to agree with each other on content, but we're all human, and we all have human emotions, even if we very much disagree on issues. We all, and the more angry someone is, the more likely that they're feeling. And we can relate to that. We all feel fear. And if you're angry back, it's because you're also feeling fear. So if you can drop below the content and get to that understanding that we share that common feeling of fear or the feeling of struggle or the difficulty that we're all having right now in this time. Um, with a pandemic and losing people that we love, fear of getting sick and economic um, difficulties, not being able to do the things that we want to do, um, feeling socially isolated, all of those things. We're all feeling that. And if we can drop below the the issues and the disagreements and feel the commonality that we all share, then we can get beyond this and we can get beyond fighting and we can actually listen to each other and maybe come to a mutual understanding of of some of the issues without just writing each other off. 
Um, I think we're all guilty of that at times, that we tend to, oh, they're just crazy. That person's just crazy. I mean, yes, there are people who are very extreme on on, on all sides, um, but most of us are not that extreme, and we tend to want to move towards the middle, and we can we can really listen to each other. I was also listening yesterday to Jack Cornfield, another psychologist. He's in that same group of psychologists who's a meditation teacher. And he made this um, video about three months ago, but it fits very well for right now. And he was talking about that same thing, about listening with an open heart to people that are different than us, that look different, that come from a different place. Um, that have different experiences and just listening. He he was he gave a story of um, uh, uh, there was a um, a group of Buddhist monks who um, who came from I think they came from Tibet and they sang they sang with that tonal tonal singing. Um, that in a in a certain sect of Buddhism, that that's the way they meditate with a singing and in tonal, in a tonal voice. And they went to San Quentin to perform, and they performed for a group at San Quentin Prison who were It was the gospel choir, and obviously. Um, they were coming from a different religious perspective. The people who had joined the gospel choir had become very Christian in prison, and um, that, that's what saved their life. And now they were singing gospel, and you had these Tibetan monks who came there, and you know, dressed in dresses or skirts, you know, um, singing this Buddhist um Music and the person who introduced them to each other was a little bit, you know, a little bit nervous. This is the story that he told. He was, they were nervous about. She was nervous about introducing these two very different groups and how were these, how was the gospel choir at San Quentin going to perceive these Buddhist monks, um, in a very different religious perspective and dressed differently. And so she, in the introduction, she talked about how these monks, very um, very many of them had been imprisoned um, because of their religious past. Um, they had been tortured, and, and now they were exiled because of their religious path. They were not allowed to go back to where they were from because of being a being Buddhist. And so the gospel choir really embraced them because they understood that they, you know, they understood the common humanity of suffering, that they had gone through similar suffering. And so they both performed for each other and became, um, they all greeted each other with, this before the pandemic, they all greet each other with hugs and uh, very welcoming. And I think that that's a lesson, and he was presenting it as a lesson for all of us, that we can be welcoming of each other, even if we're very different and we come from different religious backgrounds and different um, ethnic backgrounds, different nationalities. 
um, different political perspectives that underneath we share human suffering and we can connect on that level if we approach it with uh, an open heart. Um, I published a blog last night. It's it's in Medium right now and on Thrive Global and it'll probably be in a couple of other platforms. It's on my website, um, so you can take a look at it there. And it's about um, dealing with this new normal in the new year and how difficult it is. You know, sometimes we feel like things are, I wrote, sometimes things break down to the point that we feel that we can't even take one more stress. And so when that happens, and I, I've spoken about this before, we really have to go back to the basics. We need to calm ourselves down. We need to go back to eating healthy and, yes, meditation, go, getting quiet or walking in nature, something to quiet us down and slow down our thinking so that we can think more clearly. And when we come to that place, we realize that, there's always been chaos in the world. This year has, last year, and even now, it's just all condensed into one time where it's everything going on at the same time. But the same rules apply of calming ourselves down, finding a way to relax, finding a way to listen to other people. And the serenity prayer is always a really helpful um prayer, and that is to grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Really powerful words. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about this next week, um, continuing this journey of getting to the light in 2021. Um, But now we're going to go to Mexico. And first, we're going to start with a musical piece by Art.
But the senoritas, they keep us in time That poppy CT just blows through my mind Takes me back to my place Punta Mita time Hola everyone, hello Ruben, hello Minerva So I understand that you're going to tell us about a place close to you. What's that place? I'm blind. Okay, let's get started. San Blas was founded in 1530 by Nuno Guzman from Spain. In the 1768, the Bourbon visitador Jose de Galvez decided to found the port of San Blas as a jumping off point for military expeditions to Sinaloa, Sonora, Baja California, and Alta California. San Blas is a port and popular tourist destination in the state of Nayarit, located about 99 miles north of Puerto Vallarta and 40 miles west of the state capital, Tepic, and three hours just from Guadalajara. The town has a population of 8,707. The area is noted for its surfing. Playa de Matanchen was famous for having the longest suitable web in the world as listed in the Guinness Book of World Records. A hurricane and subsequent storm surge finally a part of the bay with sand gravity reducing the size of the waves. The economy is based on agriculture, fishing, and the tourist industry. The main crops are beans, durham, tobacco, corn, watermelon, and citrus fruit. There is a substantial cattle herd and shrimp are raised in the extensive marshland. The average temperatures are about 70s to mid-80s and a similar rain season like Puerto Vallarta. Well, that sounds like fun, and it sounds like a place that Ruben would like with the surfing. Well, take care, and we'll be talking soon. All right, so that was Ruben and Minerva in Bay of Vendettas, Mexico, taking us on a tour of travel destinations, and we'll be hearing from them again soon. Um, Next Sunday, January 31st, we'll be having another live show from here in Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined by grief counselor Jenny Ditt. And she joins us to discuss finding life and beauty, growing from the ashes of grief. And also joining us is Lindsay Wells, a native Austinite who is now living in Los Angeles. And she'll be talking about her musical journey and playing some of her original music. And I'll continue that discussion about finding our way out of the darkness into the light during this strange new normal. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, get the website links that we talked about, um, listen to previous programs, read my blog, all of that, go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. 
And you can also listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G Talk Radio.com slash Your Golden Years. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts in about five minutes from now. And for future shows, to find out what's coming up next and to find out about future events and when blogs are posted and all of that, Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Henry X, Minerva and Rubin in Bay of Bandetas. And of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, Youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.